content warning. Tone Deaf is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. Spoilers are in every episode, so if you haven't seen the shows we are reviewing, you can always check back in later with us. We'll be here when you get back. Welcome to Tone Deaf. Welcome, welcome, Tone Deaf, Tone Deaf. Welcome, welcome, Tone Deaf, Tone Deaf. Welcome to Theater Nerd's Guide for their Musically Challenged Spouse. We will watch the worst show of the year. God damn. I. Welcome, welcome. We have watched some pretty shitty shows this year. Yes, we have. We had this. The, we had the music movie musical apocalypse this year, and somehow, 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 this is worse. And I'm really upset by it for a lot of reasons. For you know, I, 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 like many, uh, oh, I'm Warren, by the way. I'm Yeah, and I'm challenged. Kay. Yeah. I'm the theater nerd. Blah, blah, blah. Kay, yeah. We're, we're broken, guys. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> this piece of garbage. I, I, I wanted I... to like it. I wanted to, I wanted to find more than two things to like about this. I I have exactly two things that I like about it. And you know, you and I want to like shows. We mm-hmm. want to be entertained. We yeah. want to have a great show presented to us so that we can talk about how great it is and encourage all of our wonderful listeners to go yeah. and watch that show. Cannot do that with this one. No, this it, this is worse. I think that this is even bigger of a do not watch this than Lost Horizon was. And that was our last big do not fucking watch this. That was this. our last big, this this show is a piece of shit. And mm-hmm. this show is a piece of yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. So bad. I, the only, oh man. <sighs> uh, like, like many people probably listening, I grew up loving the like 15 20 minute animated grinch yeah a cartoon loved it was more one one of the the i'm you know i'm a little curmudgeon and, and stuff and and i don't get super uh excited for christmas like a lot of people do mm. but i always got excited just you know for that i, yeah, I loved that and i thought no grinch retelling could be as bad as the live action jim carrey movie which had its it had, its like, it had its moments, but just trying to, you know, take a 15 minute cartoon and make it into a two hour theatrical mm-hmm. thing is or a 33 page book or, into it. A... Yeah, you're, you're going to run into some issues. Yeah, uh, this one, this one, I feel like the, the meeting was OK. We can't be as bad as the live action movie, no matter what we do. So let's see how bad we can actually be. 
And they managed to be worse. I, I'm sure that they actually didn't want to be terrible, but I feel like somebody, there had to have been an adult in the room to be like, guys, this ne we need a rewrite. I feel like I need an adult after watching this. Oh, um, God. Because the thing is, is that I was looking into this to see why. Because I knew that there was, that this is not made by NBC. That this was something that was created before this and has been like on Broadway and on the West End before this. And I I could have put together a thing to talk about it because the history is kind of like, oh, in 1994, this was written and um, like a version of this was written and presented with the approval of the Seuss family. And then it just kept getting bigger. And, like, by the second inter iteration, that's when they added in the songs from the Christmas special that we love. And then by, after the Jim Carrey version, that's when more shit got added. And I, I'm going to be comparing, by the way, this is a first for Tone Deaf. For the first time ever, both Warren and I took notes. Yes, yes. We both took notes. Kay's trying to step in on my turf, y'all. Like, I don't know how this is going to work. It's going to be battling of notes. It's going to be like a rap battle, but with musical notes and not singing. I mean, mine is mostly short, sweet notes because, well, not sweet, short, angry notes. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> you're smart. You just have to have notes so that you know what your talking points are. I have to have long, <laughs> drawn out blocks of text. <laughs> I just, I... I'm going to talk about it a lot, but I it made me think about the shit that Seussical went through to get greenlit and, uh, like, the version of Seussical that you know is essentially a surf, is essentially a revival, but... The version you were in, right? Yeah. Okay. But that's only sort of a revival because they had to fix a ton of stuff. They had to do a day zero patch hmm. on, <laughs> on Seussical because it, it just got shitty reviews. And this somehow went the opposite way, where before this version, it seemed like a lot of people really loved the Grinch musical and praised it. Like, it, I found a lot of praise for it online. And It's got to be a different version than what we saw. It, it has to be. I, it's got to be the choices that were made the, there for is, this. There is so much dumb stuff in mm -hmm. this. I don't know how anybody can look at this version and go, oh, this version is excellent. And, like, with, with dumb stuff that happens in this, I'm not talking... We're not talking about, like, oh, this is meant for toddlers or would I would not have a toddler watch this. I feel like a kid would be bored. A, a kid, kid would a kid would be like, can I watch the Jim Carrey movie a kid over would this? Be bored or have nightmares. Yeah. Because there's some there's some choices that were made and I oh I feel bad saying so much negative, but it's just there were so many choices that were bad choices. Uh, that's the thing, like, the, when you're talking about how it had a successful run on the West End and stuff mm -hmm. like this, I'm like, okay, I, I need to see a bootleg of that version yeah. because I need to know what was changed, what, like, what 
Yeah. Did they have the dog narrate the story in that one, too? Oh, my God. That like, was the stupidest fucking their, thing. Their, and I don't know why they felt the need to make the Grinch a creepy borderline pedophile in this version. Yeah. Yeah. I, I There's so much bad touch. There is a lot of uncomfortable... It moments. So I'm gonna I'm gonna compare this also to a phenomenon that occurs a lot with high school drama classes, where you'll have the teacher decide, you know what, instead of spending the money to get a student version of a play through MTI or Tams Whitmark, I'm just going to do a musical or or straight play version of a movie like princess bride or i'm gonna do an unauthorized adaptation of the 1939 wizard of oz or i'm going to you know stuff like that that's what this felt like and before the age of the internet that kind of thing could fly under the yeah, radar yeah because now... i had been to a few of those mm -hmm. um now that like, the big one that caused a lot of brouhaha was Princess Bride, but, like, I've seen ones for Brave Little Toaster, which were actually decent. I've seen ones for Wizard of Oz. I've seen um, different un... I've been in some unlicensed <laughs> plays because they took the... Don't this arrest is based off of a... Off of a uh, public domain story, so we can do this. And just sort of sneak things in. I have also seen, like, knockoff versions of Jungle Book before Disney Junior happened. So it it's one of those things where it, that's what this felt like, was a high school putting on the Jim Carrey Grinch movie and sneaking in songs from the original as well i would much rather watch the jim because at least because I, I like jim carrey and at mm -hmm. least the jim carrey version has jim carrey yeah and jim carrey's grinch is over the top but he behaved way more like i i like his grinch way better mm. than creepy bad touch grinch well and when i when i was looking at just cursory glance on some of the history of this did you ever watch lazy town don't believe it so. was a drug trip of a show but um the actor who played robbie rotten who was the bad guy in it he actually passed recently from cancer i remember when his stuff was kind of resurfacing in social media and i was seeing yeah. pictures of him yeah so I, I do know what he, he looks played like. the grinch on the west end versions and broadway yeah and it's one of those things of like you need to have a physical comedian which is what he was if you're gonna try to do a jim carrey grinch yeah you have to have a physical comedian or else it doesn't pull off and then you're having to go and it just i feel like this was miscast <laughs> i feel like this was miss everything um so the set's cool i will okay okay i actually thought of three things three things that yes. i like about this show mm-hmm the sets I thought were pretty good because they are done in a hand-drawn Susian style. Yes. So all of the backgrounds have that look to them, mm -hmm. which I thought was great. The aesthetic of that looked fantastic. The little girl who plays Cindy Lou Who, uh, very cute. Mm -hmm. I felt like she she did a very good job of playing that character. Yeah. And the cast, I was really pleased to see how diverse the cast yes. was. Yes, yes. So that, for me, I thought was a really, really good touch. Because 
Yeah, like of mm-hmm. course, and it, that, and I know that there's sometimes uh, a conversation. Well, I shouldn't say a conversation. It's more criticism of people being like, "Why does everything have to be more diverse? Why do we have to have black who's? Like why?" Uh, and it's like, why not have like yeah? Why? What does it harm in yeah. the story? Nothing. They're it all still who's. Yeah. And who's live on a fucking dust speck? <laughs> You're really gonna be mad about diversity. <laughs> so those are three things that I liked about the show. I'm going to add to the cast thing and say that the, so it was easier for me to tell than you and we talked about this off mic, but I could tell that the task, that the cast was talented. Yeah. That, I, the, like, sure. The guy who plays the dad has a good voice. Uh, Cindy Lou, who's dad. Yeah. yeah. It's just, he had to sing shitty lyrics and a shitty song to go with it and 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 they do they try to rhyme in the mm -hmm. susian fashion it does but there's no uh, there's no uh the cadence with which they try to rhyme doesn't fit anything susian it sounds awkward and clunky yeah it's one of those things that it this the dialogue needs to be refined enough and it needs to be practiced enough that it it pops when mm -hmm. they say it and it feels natural feels susian otherwise don't fucking rhyme it's it's (laughs) kind of the uh workaround that aran and flaherty did with susical where they turned it into a song through basically with just a few interspersed lines here and there that would have been basically dropped straight from the books that probably would have been better yeah do it like that's way better to do it like that Uh, so yes as you all can tell uh, Kay and I were not fans no, of this. And, and I love Dr. Seuss, too. I have so many good memories of reading Dr. Seuss. I do, too. I uh, Watching the cartoons were some of the most fond memories I have. I still have a bunch of them on DVD now um, and did have them on VHS back in the day. Same. So it's like, I fucking love dr seuss and that's why we that's get why so i get so angry because yeah like say what you want about seussical seussical's fun seussical is, is fun and if you get a really good cast that has the like the the one that i so wish that you could have seen was when i did it in orem and instead of having like jungle animals and stuff like the one you saw in sandy it was, uh, we were different Dr. Seuss characters in the jungle. So I was Thing 1 uh, oh, with Thing 2. Interesting. Uh, we had the Zacks, which are the two guys that one goes from east to west, the other goes from west to east, and they meet in the middle and won't budge. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, the Sneetches on beaches. They had the Lorax. They had all of these other characters. And that made it richer. And... It's it's like, instead of just making it, oh, we're only going to do Horton Hears a Who and Horton Hatches the Egg with uh, the tale of Gertrude McFuzz thrown in there, it was, let's do this whole big thing and make it just a celebration of Seuss. That's the way you do this shit. You know, hopping onto my soapbox really quick to talk about, as a Dr. Seuss fan, what I would like to see is there's always... I mean, there's the, the Cat in the Hat movie, which was mm-hmm. a complete flop and stuff like that. Fuck they always, that movie. They always... Which I never saw it. Like, I I, I did not see it because I... I like Mike Myers, too. Yeah. But I didn't want to see it because I could just tell it was going to be dumb. Uh, the person who played Thing 2 and I watched it to try and figure out how they would want... Because we watched that and we watched the animated Cat in the Hat. 
and decided to go with the animated Cat in the Good Hat choice. over these because Thing One and Thing Two and this were just. I don't. I. I. The less said about those two, the better. If someday we'll watch all of the old cart, all the old Doctor Seuss cartoon musicals because they're really cute. The Cat in the Hat one is fucking brilliant. <laughs> it is amazing. I think I and have seen things that. And the things look. The things are just great in that yeah. one. But what I would like to see is, is you're you're taking these small children's books that are not they're more rhyming they're not dialogue mm-hmm. heavy and you're trying to stretch them out into theatrical presentations yes. and the reason for that because then if it's oh then we can do a movie for each book mm-hmm. and make a shit ton of money rather than trying to do a full length movie but you have like four or five stories in it yeah something like that and i feel like when it comes to the stage, you mm-hmm. kind of got to do the same because when you're trying to stretch out The Grinch to be an hour and a half, two hours, yeah. you have to put in a bunch of fluff that doesn't work. Yes. Because otherwise, you're just taking an extra, extra long time to tell the same material, which yeah. it's, even when you stretch it out with the extra fluff, that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's why Seussical, in my opinion, works, is because they took multiple stories and mushed them together whereas with this again it's it's just the grinch it's just the grinch and there's only so much you can do of just the grinch stole christmas you know what would have worked we have two other grinch stories that are in the dr seuss canon granted they are in the animated canon not the book canon but you still could have played with those a little bit like the Grinch Grinches the Cat in the Hat, where the Grinch and the Cat in the Hat have, like, this whole feud. The Cat in the Hat's trying to get the Grinch to stop being a dick to him, and the Grinch is like, no, fuck you in particular, Cat <laughs> in the Hat. And so it's like two chaos entities cr- clashing against each other. And um, then you have Grinch Night, which is the weirdest fuck it's Halloween like a Halloween special. one, yeah. Yeah. That one, I thought, I remember seeing that and being like, whoa. Yeah. The Grinch has superpowers. Yeah. I like that I, I remember seeing them being like, "Why why did we never see the Grinch with any of his crazy shit in mm-hmm. other stuff? Is it just because it only works on a certain time of the year?" Yeah. Is it yeah. All Hallows, all Grinch's Eve when the Grinch attains his final form and can it's, it's mess with a little boy. The Grinch is December 21st. Um <laughs> so I I just sit here and I go if they were trying to just stretch this out, there is source material that you can pick from and mm-hmm. make it richer. If you're just... Because I... I And I know that um, the original plays that this sprouted from were seasonal. So it was like, okay, limited run, 11 shows, crisp, or Thanksgiving to Christmas, that's it. Yeah, sounds like a good and way to do it. Yeah, and when it's like, okay, well, if you're going to do that, just keep it a one-act. Keep it a one-act because that's about as much time as most of your target audience's attention span will last. Some can sit through a two-act. Most can't. It's just, it's the way it is. It's why when they would take us in elementary school to see plays, it would always just be the first act, and I would feel like I had had been cheated i would have theater blue balls after that <laughs> like i wanted to finish yeah yeah um but like with this it's just especially because they did it for nbc 
and we have done one other NBC music or live one NBC live musical this year, which was which great. was The Wiz, and it was beautiful, and yeah. it was done so well because that show is meant to be that long. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And The Wizard of Oz has so much source material, and The Wiz pulls so much of that source material from the book. Not just from the 1939 movie, but from the book. And that's the success there. If you don't have enough material to work with, it's going to be sloggy and awful and this. I, and I'm just... Uh, and I'm that's st- just from the story <laughs> aspect that's bad. We aren't even getting to the other stuff yet. I'm not even... I'm just so wrestling with... After you have theatrical bombs, you... How do you not have the foresight to workshop things so that it doesn't happen again? Like... I don't know. And, like, I tried to look up the dude that's behind this, and I have not heard of a single show that he's written. It just looks... I mean, I remember you showed me a picture that looked like an artist rendition yeah. of, a, of a criminal. Yeah, and, and I'm it, like, well, that's how I feel with this show. But maybe it's better outside of the NBC version. I mean... I don't see how the... Sh- I don't see how the new songs could be better performed by other people. They were just not good. Yeah, it, it was... It was. You, you have great singers singing terrible stuff. I think Chugalug was better, lyric-wise, <sighs> than a couple of the songs in this. Because, like... Again, I keep going back to Susical, but a Ren and Flaherty figured out how to do the Dr. Seuss patterns with their music, with their lyrics. They kept it Seussian. At least Pokey Little Puppy made us laugh. Yes. This made us mad. This This made us drink. This made us very angrily drink. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? Uh, We're just complaining about this. I feel like we need to get into it just so that we can be done and yeah. be merciful to our wonderful listeners. Yeah. Uh let's let's get this shit train started. Should I chug a lug chug a lug chug a lug a lug lug go or do you want to start? As I'm looking into my phone and doing my <laughs> very best not to pay attention, Kay notices and pauses the show 5 seconds into the intro saying, "I'll wait for you." If I have to suffer, so do you. <laughs> That's marriage in a nutshell, folks. That's love. I am not. Uh, I. I was so oh. not excited for this show, and as it started on, I was like just checking some stuff on Twitter and just kind of like just waiting for it to start up. I'd rather fight with a Nazi than that. Uh, yeah, and then get when you pause, I just made it. it was like, I was like, oh, okay, okay let's do this then. And then what's funny is that you didn't care for the intro. And I said, as the decently animated intro starts up, Kay and I start cursing the names that pop up. Fuck you in particular, Matthew Morrison. Which, not really, but... You know, for this episode, I'll, I'll get over it and I'll forget his name. And it'll be and if I say... Because he does have a pretty big following and he is a decent actor and singer. It's just not this. Not this. This was bad. This was really bad. The show opens up with the Who's down in Whoville singing uh, around a Christmas tree, and we see the Grinch's dog, Max, 
all grown up and looking like that weird old guy who hangs out in front of the liquor store asking why, asking if he can bum a cig. <laughs> Max talks about how all the singing and dancing is in the background and is in the past, and how in the past he used to live with you-know-who. Not a who, mind you, you know. You know who is not a who. It starts with a G. Uh, <laughs> Max, Max... Max looks like a burned-out old hippie. Yeah. He kind of talks. He kind of, yeah, man, Max. Yeah, I used to live with the Grinch, man. Like, the Grinch, for a green guy, man, he didn't have any green around, man. The guy was not cool, man. This was the worst framing device that could have been brought up. I was really not a fan of using Max as the narrator. No. Why couldn't you just have a narrator? Exactly. Why don't you get somebody with, like, a nice deep voice to narrate it, mm -hmm. and then they can also sing the iconic You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch song? Yeah. Instead of Max singing that later. This is such a bad choice, and I'm gonna bitch about it later because I have some observations regarding this choice. <laughs> That really changed the dynamic of the Grinch and Max's relationship. Mm -hmm. But, um, and not in a good way. Um, well, maybe. I mean, we'll get into it. Um, <laughs> but I, I felt like this, first off, how long has it been? For Max to have become this grizzled old dog, which in the cartoon he kind of looks older anyway. He's not a puppy. Yeah, he doesn't look like a puppy. Um, and neither in the illustrations of the original book, which again we have to realize with Dr. Seuss, he was also a political cartoonist. The illustrations are just as important as the rhymes. Um, Maybe it's 10 years, maybe Max, you That's know, is... actually what my guess was, too, is that it's 10 years later, because... It's a nice round number to tell mm -hmm. a story from what happened. Yeah, yeah, and I hated the forced rhymes. Because they, 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 they did not right? work. The cadence was off. There was no music to the way that they delivered the lines. No. And that's what makes the rhymes work. Yeah. Is you have to have kind of, you know, just... Uh, Everybody who's read a Dr. Seuss book knows what we're talking about. Yes. So, yes. Or listen to any of the, the cartoons, you know, yeah. because they, those cartoons all have, you know, a musical lilt to the way that they yes. deliver the rhymes. And it works because it's nice, you know, yeah. it's not forced. There once was a girl bird named Gertrude McFuzz. Um, fuck, I had the <laughs> actual lines and then my brain went, no. You're not distracting yourself then, with this. Go back to the Grinch. And then your Grinch notes just went into your subconscious and murdered that, that tangent that you were trying to, mm -hmm. to go yeah, on. Yeah, it was to... like, uh-uh, no. <sighs> Anyways, the Who's all piss themselves over how excited they are for Christmas, and they just sing about how excited they are for Christmas, and for Christmas Day in particular. They're, like, really, really excited. And on a side note, the scenery looks very storybook and fits the setting pretty well. No complaints with that so far on my end. So anyways, the Who Loves Christmas song ends, and Max barks and barks like a moron pretending to be an old dog, reliving his youth, then remembers he can speak English. 
Then he launches into what could be a parallel for the original cartoon and how the Grinch lives on a mountain overlooking Whoville. Oh, never mind. We're back to Max digging in the couch looking for a snack. And <sighs> yeah, I that opening song took so it took long. So th this is a perfect example of how they are stretching stuff out, putting mm -hmm. in things that are not necessary to fill in the gaps to try and get to the point of just recounting what's in the book. Including adding a thing of getting candy, suckers, and puckers. What the fuck is a pucker? Do they mean, like, uh, one of the sour candies? That's that's what my brain is when you say pucker, because it makes me think of, like, eating a lemon drop or a warhead or something. my dirty-ass brain goes, oh, like, pucker? butthole pucker. Why are we saying this? See, they pull out these big, long chocolate dicks, and it makes everybody go, woo, and they, like, pucker their butthole. <laughs> but, like, the set just doesn't do enough to lift up the music, lyrics, all of no. the... The costuming choices were okay. My biggest concern was the Grinch, who... The Grinch looks terrible. He, he... He really kind of looked like a green Elvis in a lot of ways. Like, the way his hair was, and he had, like, the big mutton-chop sideburns. He was the and... Grinch. He was the, the Grinch. The Karen Grinch. Oh, I was going to say cringy Grinch. That, too. The cringy the, Karen this Grinch. This Grinch wants to speak to a manager. No, this one's just going to steal everything. The, yeah. Because but... of an imagined slight. Okay, we're, okay. We're not to there we're yet, there but yet. I do have a little bit more. Um, no one can make fun of Susical ever again. That's fair. With this opening alone. Like, I know that we have to expand 33 pages into two <laughs> acts. I know that we have to. But Susical still did it better. Point for Susical. <laughs> Fuck you, movie. And then, yeah, Ma Max doing the whole bark, 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 bark. Oh, wait, that's right. English. Fuck you. No. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, like... When he mentions the Grinch, you see this hand come out of nowhere, and it's like, ooh, there's going to be a bad touch, like a Grinch hand coming mm -hmm. out of nowhere. And then as he starts talking about his childhood, he fucking changes breeds. Dogs <laughs> don't go gray like that. Ew, ew, yeah, ew, uh, Dogs don't go gray like that. Because they go from, he is gray all over to, oh, he looks like a beagle. Yeah, as a puppy. And, a, and no, he was a terrier in this opening bit. Like, he's a shaggy yeah, he, old dog. That's what I thought, too, Looks was like a terrier. A terrier and yeah. then it's suddenly he's a beagle. And he changes breeds in the amount of time from the Grinch story to the time that his narrating takes place. And that whole bit of Max growing up. Reminded me of Snoopy the Musical and Fun Home Without the Fun. And also, I'm no longer a furry. Because <laughs> the Cats movie, while off-putting, probably turned more people into furries because someone out there has a fetish for Idris Elba as a hairless cat. This, on the other hand, was enough to make me go, I wonder if I should burn my fursona. No, you, you be you. This this was uh So as Kay had mentioned, uh after Max realizes that he can speak English because he's the narrator against all of our wills, he starts digging around to the couch for a snack. 
And then Max starts talking about when he was a young puppy living with the Grinch, and then we see Max's young puppy self, then kid Max, played by another actor, then go into adult Max, played by yet another actor. If anyone thought that the Grinch musical would showcase no less than four different versions of the Grinch's dog, who has no talking lines and only serves as to be abused, well, then you probably wrote it, and for that, I hate you. <laughs> there... There was no need for him to go through his whole life story. No. Up until he... Like, and they, they, they do shoehorn in kind of a Max backstory in that the Grinch adopted him and stuff like that, which we'll which get into. Which is just... Not needed. No, it's really not, not. It's really not needed to have that lore. None of that is needed. Not, it's not how the Max lived with the Grinch. It's not how the Who's figured out Christmas. It's how the Grinch stole Christmas. It is about the Grinch. That is your main character. Stop doing all these fucking sides. It's about the Grinch and his transformation. Yeah, that is what it is. And that... I, I get into that. So, this fucking scene's still going, by the way. Yes! It kept going! It wouldn't stop! It It's the... It just... It, yeah. Max singing and dancing to, with his adult self. Adult Max mentions that it's feeling a lot like Christmas, and then the Grinch is all, Gah! Am I going crazy, or did I hear my fucking dog just talk? The dog is like, No, it's sickness from how much you hate Christmas, and the Who's down in Whoville, and scurries off, hiding from the Grinch. The Grinch then launches into how much he hates Christmas, just the word Christmas, and the Who's down in Whoville, and how much he hates those people. And then this motherfucker, this motherfucking uh. Grinch, looks into the camera and says he hates us watching at home. This motherfucker tells us to stop grinning. This motherfucker thinks that I'm grinning. He said, how dare he think we are enjoying ourselves. And, and then he hates on our couch. Well, fuck your couch. And also, who the fuck had the idea to tell the Grinch to speak each line like he's trying to seduce the audience? Jim Carrey's Grinch was over the top, but at least it was more Grinch-like. Yeah. This Grinch is more of creepy Charlie Sheen from Two and a Half Men. Yeah. Also, there's a saxophone with the Grinch. Oh, that's right. I didn't note that because I didn't want to. Oh, there's a saxophone. This was so bad. Like, and once upon a time? To recount for people, not me, because I do remember what saxophone means. Saxophone is when they do, like, sexy saxophone playing. Mm-hmm. The Grinch... The Grinch... Kinda... Talks like this. An exhale, drawn out, after his lines. With kind of a... Attempt at seduction. <laughs> so, once upon a time, I loved Dr. Seuss. <laughs> I loved musicals. And I thought, we need more Dr. Seuss musicals because I had so much fun with Seussical. I take that back. All of the issues with Seussical back in the day, at least that show was fun. I saw it on a tour. And I enjoyed it enough that I wanted to be in it one day. And I was in the regional premiere in Orem. This shit isn't fit to be the shit out remains of the roast beast. 
Well put, Kay. Kay Kay's got some extra extra this venom. This note was written before the rest of it happened. <laughs> it gets so much worse. Cause I I saw where it was headed and was like, no. 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 I'm curious about what you say later on because you did there were a couple times that you were like, oh my god, I fucking knew it, and I was just like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. So the storybook scene changes, literally, pages flip. And then we find ourselves in Whoville with little Cindy Lou Who, who's pretty fucking cute. And she's asking her mama who if she can meet the mean green mountain man who is probably on a sex offender list somewhere. <laughs> mama Who says, no, you can't. The Grinch is so mean. And no, you can't make him a gift. Little Cindy Lou Who, who is way more than two, starts <laughs> catching shit from her family who is like, how about you teach your brother to sing instead? That would be a gift to everyone. And people laugh at that loser brother's expense. Fuck him and his subpar who's singing skills anyways. The kids ask why the Grinch is big, is a big old green meanie, and the adults start to sing poorly, saying the same stuff in the previous song. His shoes are on too tight, his head's not screwed on just right. But they add one. Maybe his heart is two sizes too small. But why? But why? Ask the little who spawn. And the adults are just big shrug, who tots. And then we immediately cut to the Grinch who has his best Grinchy scowl, talking about how much he fucking hates the who's. And then he gets winded or has a mild heart attack or something. And then he falls onto the bed all tired. Max the dog talks to the Grinch. Remember that part of the cartoon, everyone? Or the book? Or the Jim Carrey live-action version? The part where the dog talks to the Grinch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah me either, because it's fucking dumb. That's why. So I, I have some things that I want to say about this whole sequence. One, fuck it. Two, just because Cindy and the Grinch had a friendship in the Jim Carrey movie does not mean that it should be the basis of your show. <laughs> Cindy Lou Who, who is no more than two, not five, not ten, not thirteen, two, as in toddler, as in not someone wanting to go make friends with the fucking Grinch on the top of a mountain, Cindy doesn't even know what a Grinch is. She is just mastered, realizing that that is her in her reflection. <laughs> Why the fuck do we need this scene when we already had the Grinch talking about, oh, I hate Christmas because of this. Why do we need this? We don't need this. Fuck the rhymes, too. Grandpa's a flake. You know how it is. Cake. No. 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 Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. And Cindy's dad was too talented to be in this. Even the kid who was supposed to sing badly was better like too good for this because you do need some talent to sing badly on purpose like Why, to thank you to hit to know exactly what to do to change a note to make it sound bad on purpose it's like dancing bad on purpose well that, you're being really sweet hon i'm just you know i'm just that but kind why, of talented why did we have to have this scene and that uncomfortable scene earlier you could have had this scene and not that uncomfortable scene. You know what I would have preferred? If they're going to do a Grinch musical and they're not going to do the rhymes from the book well, write all new songs yes. and just 
do it well. Yeah. Because the way that they sing, so it's so awkward. Yeah. It is so incredibly awkward the way they deliver their musical lines. It's 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 so bad. Half-assed. It's so half-assed. Like, I... The music from Lost Horizon is better than this. The music from Pokey Little Puppy is better than this. Like, the lyrics and everything is better than this. At least Pokey Little Puppy made us laugh At least it made us laugh. And at least, you know, there's... I don't know, there's some little accidental bits of cleverness in Pokey Little Puppy. This there's not. And like you were talking about with the Grinch talking to Max... <laughs> I mean, he talks. Okay, the Grinch talks to Max in the cartoon. The dog doesn't talk back. The dog, no. the dog gestures and stuff like that. They have whole fucking conversations, whole entire in conversations, which makes me go. And the way that some of the conversations play out, I'm just kind of like, you know, the relationship you're having with your dog is making me uncomfortable. You know, something that they could, I feel, uh, having, you know what would have been better is just having him carry around a fucking puppet mm-hmm. that was Max. Yeah. And the Grinch is the one that, like, that would have worked better because the way that he picks up Max and shakes him in the cartoon and stuff yeah. like that, that would have been better than having an adult human on all fours running around like a dog. Or have a little kid play Max and only bark. Like what they sometimes do if they can't have Toto huh? in Wizard of Oz, they'll have a kid play Toto. See, I think that would have been a better alternative if you are going to ignore that and you're like, no, we need to have an adult in a dog costume. That's the show. Don't have the two of them. Like, you can have, you know what? I'm going to say this. You can have the dog talk. But you know what? Nobody knows what the dog is saying yeah. except for the audience. Yeah. That is the only that way is that the you can only way. make that kind of work. And then you have the dog still be the narrator, but when he's talking, you know, if he's if he's talking, the grin, oh, what are you barking about? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a better artistic choice than to have the dog and the Grinch have full-on conversations about <laughs> specifics. Do the thing that Snoopy the Musical does, because the kids can't understand Snoopy. They just sort of place their own ideas of what Snoopy might be thinking. That would have been a better alternative. That would have been a better alternative than this piece of shit. And instead, especially with times that, like, the Grinch is, you know, having his pup, his dog, Max, looking over him just like... Oh boy, Grinch, let's do this and talking back and forth that way, it it feels like puppy play. I mean, that might be one of the reasons he's on that sex offender list, but which puppy play is a uh BDSM thing with two consenting adults. One of them is the puppy, one of them is the human. And it is a, it is not necessarily a subsect of furry, but there are furries who engage in it. But there are also people who engage in it who are not furries. And just like that form of domination. And that's because I knew some people who were very into it. And that's what it felt like watching it. You know what this line of conversation. Minus the latex. You know what this line of conversation reminds me of? Hmm. How uh, there were no commercial breaks for this. Oh my god! On Hulu, but there were like spots where there were obviously commercial breaks planned. If it's you know from when it aired initially, and that line of conversation you were saying, I was going, man, I wish I had a commercial break.
Hey, Warren. Hey, Kay. Do you know what time it is? Is it time to thank our favorite people in the whole world? Heck yeah. Today, we would like to thank our stage crew sponsor, Jasmine Wu, and our producer circle sponsors, Bianucci, Reagan, and Taylor Brandt. Thank you all so much for your support of our show. We truly appreciate it. Many hundreds of years ago, in the faraway land of the North, there dwelt a special kind of magic. The magic of imagination. And nowhere did this light shine brighter than in the heart of a kindly toy maker named Nicholas Kringle. The toy maker loved children, most of all his own son, whom he named Chris. But the land was ruled by a wicked Snow Queen. You cannot escape from me, toy maker's son. I assure you, young Master Kringle, we elves are very real, and we shall teach you to make toys which will bring happiness to children all over the world. Young Santa Claus and the Winter Solstice, written and directed by Patrick and Paul Gibbs. Yeah, so this is the first show on Hulu <laughs> that we have watched that was commercial-free. And we don't have Hulu without ads. And you could see where the commercials were supposed to be. It would pop up and be like, oh, going to be a commercial. And then yeah. just immediately go back to the show and we're like, oh, man. We get I ads could, for Letterkenny. I could so we use a commercial. We get ads Animaniacs, I could but so, not this. I could so use a commercial breakup, this goddamn Fuck musical. You, Hulu. Fuck you. Little little moments of capitalism interspersed with mediocrity would have been wonderful. This fucking destroyed my mind. (laughs) Like, as well as the Grinches, because he complains that Christmas is destroying his mind and that it's because I'm old and I hate it. And it's like, that was never Never. the reason. That was never. Okay, so... Anyways, Max is all, you're not bad, you saved me, you, you saved a stray like me, and that's where we get his backstory, more or less, and the Grinch replies, I needed a guard dog and you were the cheapest way, but in his, uh... His sex offender voice? His lethargic sex offender voice, which I thought about reading the line in there, and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to. No. I don't want to. It makes me, makes me feel bad. Oscar, the Grouch's creepy uncle, then tells Max <laughs> why he hates Christmas morning, especially because the kids all wake up early, and they play with their noise katoots, and their loud thingma-plings, and they spin around their whiz splats and their other shit, which, okay, Serious plot hole from the source material, actually. How the fuck does the Grinch hear all the noise of the children playing from on top of his mountain? I mean... Severe misophonia. The fucker didn't even have visible ears. Maybe he has super hearing or some plot hole filler like that. But even then, no, no, Grinch, you can't hear the children playing on Christmas morning. No, you can't. You're suffering from serious altitude sickness or something. You're just... Talking to your dog, but you're having a conversation. Is the Grinch's cave on top of a methane vent? Is that why he's hallucinating <laughs> this imagined bullshit? 
he is part owl. Yeah, but and so he hears the noise. <laughs> His face disc just perfectly sends all those noises into his ears and one ear is higher than the other one and it's just hell for him you know that would make sense because he sure does hate the (laughs) he thinks that they're mocking him (laughs) well we find out we find out that uh they do mock him those malicious children mock the grinch so stupid and like i i hate this trying to figure out a reason for the Grinch to hate Christmas outside of the ones that were stated in the book. Because the ones that were stated in the book... He's just a Grinch. He's, he's just, just a Grinch. He's like he Oscar hates the, the noise, noise, noise. He just hates everything. He, yeah, he just hates shit. He's a grumpy old fucker. Whereas with this, it's like, no, he wasn't bullied. He wasn't old. He wasn't, I don't know, crowned the Christmas king or whatever the fuck. Christmas is loud and he hates it. That's the fucking reason. That's fucking it. We didn't need a song that makes us side with the Grinch and say fuck this season. Because this song where the kids are bouncing around on the those balls and that stuff. That was a bad song. That was, that was so an... horrible. So think about the cartoon when the Grinch is like, They'll wake up early morning and they'll open their gifts and they'll play with their toys and blah, 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 blifts and... That's a whole song. That's a whole multi-minute mm-hmm. production of kids bouncing on and Max bouncing and Max. on bouncing on 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 balls with hand like yoga balls with mm-hmm. hand. I can't remember the name of those types of toys. Yeah, and playing with all these toys and singing a really stupid contrived song that doesn't need to exist. Okay, so anyways, the Grinch is upset about the pos- the prospect of all the noise, 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 and he also hates that the Who's will eat. Food, good food, who pudding and rare roast beast. And Max gets excited about the prospect of food. And the Grinch is like, no, bad dog. And as much as he hates the Who children playing with their toys and the Who's eating food, he hates how the Who's sing and ring bells. Which again, mountain, high up, (laughs) far away, howling winds swirling around the peak. (sighs) How does he hear all this? Bells I could get. Bells mm-hmm. I could get. Not singing. Not playing with toys. Oh, and then they try to rhyme in this show. Poorly. As I've stated before, the cadence of the dialogue does not translate well well to the Susian style attempt of, of rhyming. It is just flat. And yeah. Bad. Yeah. So while the Grinch is being upset about the future and people having fun in it, he looks outside and asks his dog to read a sign. The Grinch asks his dog, Max, to read a sign. This was so stupid! And the sign was put up by little Cindy Lou Who, who speaks way too well for someone who's no more than two, and her friends, and it was done with the purpose of making the Grinch feel included in their celebration. Because just because he looks different doesn't mean he's bad. It's not that kind of a story, you dumb jizz tumor! (laughs) Jizz tumor! (laughs) Trying to think of new ways to insult children. I still like Fuck Trophy. (laughs) This would only make sense if this shitty live action movie was part of the canon of this musical production. Like, just... One... uh, Just... The Grinch is the Grinch. And the Grinch doesn't like things. 
Yeah. This two-year-old should not be trying to get her friends to erect a banner shittily. If you think about it this way, if they would have done a better job with their fucking banner, how this story would have changed from this plot point. This? So, because we've, we've talked about this, but we haven't said it, so... Okay, okay. Calm down, Kay and Warren. So, the kids put up a banner that says, Merry Christmas, friend. But I guess they used cut-out letters and couldn't figure out the intricacies of glue. Because as they walk away from their banner, their well-meaning message of goodwill, the R falls off of friend. So the Grinch gets upset that he was called a fiend. And he decides he'll get revenge on all the Who's who mocked him, and he'll steal Christmas. That is the catalyst for the Grinch's caper, my friends. I mean, fiends. We don't need <laughs> this. We don't need any other reason other than the Grinch hates Christmas, had enough, and wants to steal it. That's... It, that's it's oh. not that fucking deep he wasn't a bully child who had a crush on the popular girl he he didn't read a banner that for some reason had the r fall off and so he read it as merry christmas fiend and that the people are rubbing their love of christmas into his face some people are just assholes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and we don't need a reason for why they're assholes <sighs> They're just assholes. <laughs> Very well put, King. Honestly, the worst sin on this whole thing is that it's not enjoyable at all. Mm -mm. If it was the disturbingness of cats, that would be one thing. Because that is like, it's weird and we can laugh in terror at the... Mice with human faces. Oh, and the cockroach with human and faces. Maybe we're just broken. But you know... But this wasn't... Cats at least had some powerhouse performances by some very mm. good singers. And, and the music is good music on its own. Music is good on its own. Absolutely true. The yeah. biggest thing with cats was the the horror of all of the, mm. the bad CGI. And the shoehorned in plot. And the shoehorned in plot. Which... Yeah, but with The Grinch, it is just all around so bad. And he's so, quote-unquote, sexy, but he's a sex offender. He's sex yeah. He he's, comes off sex offender. I, you were talking about somebody commenting saying The Grinch was sexy in this, and I didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. I did not. This, this raises concerns about that person's view of what makes someone I'm, sexy. I'm sure that they meant to just say sexual, but not in a good way, more in a bad touch way, because that's what this was. This was something that reminded me of, like, some of the shows that I used to be plopped in front of at, like, uh, daycare or at a babysitter's or whatever when they just wanted to, you know, take some time to not deal with five fucking kids running <laughs> around. And uh, it was it was stuff that would be, like, deep in the back of my mind, I would be like, this person is not someone I want to be alone in a room with. Because they'll probably do something horrible to me. I don't know what, because I'm two, but I, I do not want to be in a room with this creepy-faced guy on the TV 
fuck this dude. Internal alarms are going off. Yeah, and that's what this gave, like, that's why I say that this isn't even good for little, little kids, because Uh this will create some nightmares that you don't find out about until later when they're in therapy and talking to their therapist about uh, the Big Mac mascot and (laughs) going, oh, the talking moon was real. I wasn't imagining it. It really was there. Fuck you, Matt, tonight, you creepy motherfucker. Um, anyway. He's getting his own musical. They're gonna revive it. Don't put that into the universe. <laughs> I mean, Carl's Jr. had one. Skittles did one. I mean, it's only a matter of time until McDonald's revives Mac the Moon. I, I won't go into why they're not going to, but I'll, I'll just say that racism is why they're not going to. Because oh. uh, racists have tried to... Yeah, there's there's white supremacists who've tried to grab Mac tonight, and I'm like, <sighs> he's already bad. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're back to the Grinch. Racists and... ruin everything. Oh! So, the next scene, I have a big question about, because the next scene has a lot of stuff with uh, the <clears throat> um, shopping at the mall and stuff, and you have the <laughs> grandmother, the grandfather... The mom, the dad, and Cindy Lou Who and their siblings. And other people. Yeah. I have some questions for me about this family tree (laughs) and this family situation of Cindy Lou Who. Are Grandma and Grandpa married? Or is this Daddy Lou Who's dad and Mommy Lou Who's mom as respective single parents? Is this a Brady Bunch situation? And we have that going on, or is this who incest that created Cindy Lou Who? Um, because, especially further on, I'm very concerned. You know, let's just go for the, the, the full house of horribleness in this. Or let's go for a royal flush. It's, it's who-cest. It's who-cest, because, like, <laughs> you have these moments with Grandpa Lou Who... And Grandma Lou, who being sweet and romantic to each other. And then acting like they hate each other. <laughs> but, like, which, whatever. That's that's not necessarily the biggest problem. It's the way that Daddy Lou, who and Mommy Lou, who interact with the grandparents as if they are their parents. Not like one's an in-law. Yeah. There is no... Because... As much as, like, my interactions with your family are as if they are family, it's not the same as an interaction with my own mother. No. And same for you. Same. Very different conversational stuff. Even in front of kids, it's different how you interact with your in-laws. They are interacting with their parents. Okay, settled it, y'all. This is either... Marsha and Peter Brady got married and had a kid, or this is, they were Lannisters fucking. (laughs) And both are kind of fucked up, if you think about it. (sighs) I have more notes on that later, because I get really angry. But I just, I had to get that out there, because this is where I first went. Um, what's her family tree? <laughs> you know, I hate 
I hate this show already, but I hate it even more that it's now brought up this line of conversation. Because mm-hmm. my brain, it was like that meme with the woman with all the, oh, the equations. <laughs> trying to see. Wait, wait, what? That was my brain. As soon as the first hint of that happened, I was like, wait. Wait, no. No, no. no. This doesn't. This doesn't add up in any other way. No. I don't like this. Bad. So the next day, I think, after seeing the sign, it's called a fiend, we see the Who's exiting an elevator and going shopping. Mama Who pulls a vibrator out of her purse. (laughs) It's a rolled up shopping list. For a second, I thought this musical was going to actually be stimulating to some effect. (laughs) Anyways, the flaccid scene continues with the Who's saying that gifts don't matter. It's the thought that counts. If that's the case, why do you have specific items on your list? Why not go shopping and see what calls out to calls out to you as having meaning as a gift for a loved one? Oh, and uh, the Grinch walks into the store in disguise. He and he just watches the Who men's sing about picking up gifts or picking out gifts and their lack of meaningful importance while the husbands sing about being cold hungry and having no place to sit and how they wish they could quit i too wish i could quit at this point i think i'm spite watching this dumpster fire i won't let it beat me i'm better (laughs) than this musical malpractice and i won't fall to the likes of you grinch so this song too made all of the who's so unlikable and made me go, you know what? He's, I'm okay with him taking your fucking Christmas. Cause you guys have, you guys just care about the materialism aspect of it. Fuck you. They're walking around. Yeah. They're walking around picking out things saying it's not the price that matters. It's the thought that counts. But then they're like buying up everything. Yeah. And very eagerly. And like, this is basically a whole plot point to get to how the Grinch gets the material to make a Santa suit. Yeah, Which that's right. D- is not needed. And I think that that's a holdover. F- I can't remember how he gets the stuff in the Jim Carrey version, but I I think that that might be a holdover from that because they steal so much from it. Um, and we don't... There's more impact on this without... Like, there's more impact with the story because there's less focus on how the Who's actually celebrate Christmas. There is less focus on that because we mostly just see the Grinch bitching up on his mountain and being mad about, oh, all the noise, noise, noise! And you don't see, like, oh, there's kids wanting this and kids screaming about this and parents fighting over toys. You don't see that. You just have him being upset that people are happy. You don't... Because as soon as you start showing some of the ugly side of Christmas, it makes the impact of what he does and what he learns fall completely flat. Less meaningful, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 same as a note that I'm going to get to later that just completely makes me go, I don't fucking give a shit mm-hmm. about this story. Right? Right? I, I think I think I know exactly what mm-hmm. you're 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 hinting at later. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so we're in the store, and the Grinch gets spotted, and he says that he's uh, a tourist from out of town. He's from Houston in the Who S of A. 
and that this is his last day here. He has several poorly rhymed aneurysms, all while being upset at the Who's, wishing him a great big Whoville hay. The Grinch tries to hit the dusty trail with Max on his tail, but attempts to sing and but attempts to sing, but his attempt to sing ends in a fail. I... <laughs> See how terrible that attempt at me rhyming was? That's this whole show. That was that was uh, that was done intentionally. I didn't just fuck up my note. I'm demonstrating how fucked up everything is in this goddamn show. And also. They talk to Max, and Max talks back. That's They right. understand Max. Another point for this is just puppy play. <laughs> the Grinch ex- exits the store, and old Max narrates that on their way back to the Grinch cave, the Grinch stole an antler and a sewing machine and some fabric, and he makes himself a Santa Claus costume. He has that shit on himself in his mountain cave in the book. We don't need to have him... <laughs> doing that and he makes max a reindeer costume he divulges his plan to max to pose as saint nick and steal all the shit max gets upset being all who will believe you you're nothing like santa you hate christmas and the grinch says that all grinches hate christmas and max inquires if there are more grinches which no he's one of a kind and he sings about how he's one of a kind and now he was different at school, and he uh, <sighs> kept his social distance before it was cool. Boo! Boo! I was so angry at that. Also, I forgot another note um, from the mall scene where they see the rocking horse that totally isn't going to be a big deal later for Cindy Luhu. Meanwhile... Boo! And, uh... Your joke is bad, and you should feel yeah, bad, Yeah, it was a bad joke. Um, but with that rocking horse thing, they even talk about, like, oh, we can't really afford it, and, uh, they have a really shitty joke about selling the grandfather, who is black. <laughs> that, that uh... pissed... That was one of those, like, really? Really? You couldn't have... Ch- you couldn't have come up with something else? Couldn't have come up with something else, you fuckers? Um, you couldn't have said, oh, well, we'll sell Grandpa's collection of... Yeah, we'll sell Grandpa's collection of Who albums. <laughs> More clever than the fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, the biggest musicians in Whoville. The Who. Like, it just, it... <sighs> Would that it's... be the equivalent of them having a band called Human? Yes. Yeah. Or man. Homo sapien. I'm sure that there's a band like that somewhere. But, like, that's the thing is that, like, this rocking horse thing, it's like, oh, I bet that's gonna be a big deal later. Well, because little Cindy Lou who's looking at it, and then someone, like, one of her parents or something goes, oh, do you want that? And Is that what you want for Christmas? And she goes, I don't need to say what I want for Christmas. Santa already knows. Mm-hmm. Then it's just, it's, oh, it's so stupid. And I, the, so, so back to the social distance joke. That's how we know that some of this was added for this fucking production. And that. So anyways. We are in the middle of a fucking <laughs> pandemic. And yes, it's fine to 
have some gallows humor about the situations we've been in, that was not gallows humor. That was fucking pandering. And it's not, we're not social distancing because it's cool. That's a fucking stupid line yeah. from everything that's been going on. Yep. Come back later, maybe in like 20 years when enough people have forgotten how shitty this year was. And you can make a joke then about, oh, social distancing. Ha ha ha. Remember when we had to do that? And even then it's going to fall hollow because we've lost over 300,000 people because people won't fucking do this. It felt insensitive. It felt, it, it was the one bit that truly offended me. But other than that offensive bit, he Fosse dances, in quotes. So and I'm I'm gonna get to that. That bothers me. I'm gonna get to that. Remember how I called the Grinch a sex offender in the earlier thing, and it was a mm -hmm. joke. Well, we get a song in which he drives that joke home. The Ugh. Grinch sings about how good it feels to be one of a kind, and. Uh, does a lot of moaning and hip gyrations and thrusts, plenty of green thrusts. And the Grinch ends his I rape dance number, and as Old Max tries to narrate the plot forward, the Grinch breaks the fourth wall and energetically thanks the audience and announces that he'll be there all week. He does this thank you, thank you, bit multiple times the bit is lame and even max is sick of it eventually mm -hmm. the grinch is netted and dragged off stage unfortunately it doesn't last long and then the scene changes so old max attempts to rhyme like the shitty burned out beatnik that he is <laughs> he narrates that the grinch descended from his mountain max pulling his evil sled as the grinch set out to fulfill his evil plan Max explains that the adults are trying to be quiet as they set out presents and puddings. We see the rocking horse that I didn't mention from the shopping scene because, really, what does it add to the story, huh? Nothing. That's what it adds to the fucking story. A fucking rocking horse, rosy red cunt. It makes the stuff with Cindy Lou Who more personal. Sure it does. It doesn't. It's dumb and it's bad and they should feel bad. Speaking of the whipping, though, that um, Max went through coming down the hill. Is that, are you going to say that just goes more into the puppy play thing? It's more BDSM shit. That, that's what's going on with the Grinch and the Mac, and Max is, it's a BDSM relationship. I love you very much, but for the sake of our marriage, <laughs> I'm going to try really hard to forget that. If I have to think about it, so do you. <laughs> you already live in my head. Oh, such is the burden of, of marriage. <laughs> hey i mean it goes both ways <laughs> giggity anyways the adults sing about how the adults deserve to have a treat and a drink because they're tired from doing all the christmas shit the who ladies pull out a mistletoe and snag a kiss from their husbands before turning out the lights and filling and filing out of the room one by one which really drives home that this is either a brady bunch situation or incest. Who-cest. Who-cest. Who-cest? You-cest. They-cest. Who-cest. <laughs> oh God, that's a cute, that's a cute disturbed face. That's a really cute disturbed face. I usually like 
uh, declensions and stuff in language, but not that. I don't, I don't like. Mr. Rodomy was a fan of sodomy. <laughs> As our stage dims and the bell, and the bell tolls the late hour, the Grinch makes his move, descending from the still smoldering fireplace. Max first, then the Grinch. They struggle and flail, uh, pushing through inch by inch. Fuck, this shitty show is making me shitty rhyme. So, Max doesn't <laughs> want to be here, stealing, of course, but he's a dog and property and has no choice. As the two thieves start thieving, old Max sings the iconic song that we all know from the original cartoon, and uh, I want to like it, but I can't, because it's not sung as well as the original cartoon, and the show is just a flaming turd. Oh, and the Grinch, after stealing everything that isn't nailed down and throwing the red rocking horse to the ground, he grabs the cookies and milk, throws the cookies to both past and future Maxes. This was so stupid. So the, so keep this in mind, adult Max and old Max are on the ground, snatching these cookies that the Grinch threw. The Grinch then drinks the milk, and the Grinch apparently has fast-acting lactose intolerance, and he rips a massive fart, and then he blames it on the dogs. So that is where we have descended into this Grinch retelling, is the Grinch ripping a big old milk fart. You know, I complain a lot about the Jim Carrey Grinch. Because it's not very good. Because it's not very good. I don't think they ever sunk that low in the humor. And if they did... It wasn't a it, big... I think it would have felt... I think it would have been more in place for that than mm-hmm. it would for this. Because yeah. he, like, he just... And... And, and it's prolonged. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's prolonged. There's a beat before and a beat after. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... They made a choice. It was not a good choice, but it was a choice. And I can't help. I have the. I have the image of the Grinch after he drinks the milk, and then he gets a stomach ache, and the look on his, the the oddly pained sexual look he has on his face before he rips one because he's just, ooh, <laughs> you know, pursed lips and everything, and then he just rips a big oh, old one. God, you know. And it ruins Christmas. It ruins one of the only "quote unquote" good songs in the show. Mm-hmm. They have the whole Dahu Dore song, and then they mm-hmm. have "You're a Mean One." You're a mean one, Mister Grinch. Grinch. Which that is such. You really are a heel. Uh, see, and I love that song, but the way that Burnout Beatnik Shaggy yeah, Dog sings it, like you know, he's trying but he doesn't have the deep vibrato that's needed for that kind of song. It's like they should they yeah. really should have they really should have gotten a narrator character who had a deep voice that mm-hmm. could sing that song. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that is one of the set piece moments for this show. And if you can't do that one part really really well, mm-hmm. how Don't can you have it how there. can you do anything else well in the show? Like yeah. that—that that is such an important mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. And it, they didn't—they they even have they young the Max mark. and old Max harmonizing, and it's not good harmonizing. It doesn't work. It honestly, it makes the harmonizing of Tom and Jerry in the Tom and Jerry movie sound good. 
Yeah, I don't have that in my databanks as recently as you do. Uh, I will forever have that in my databanks. Um, but then... Cindy Lou Who, who is two and doesn't talk this much in the goddamn book, comes down the stairs. And we have a scene that's only a paragraph in the book. Go on for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. It's it's that wonderful thing of we got to take these small moments and just draw and quarter them and try and stretch them out. And, like, at one point he makes this joke about, because she's asking, Santa, why do you live all alone? That's so sad. And he has this whole, let's hear it for the single folk joke. No. <laughs> no, this is a timeless tale. Stop putting modern references in it. Because it's going to date it. Mm-hmm. And they're not needed. They are not needed at all. It's why, the it's one of the reasons the Cat in the Hat movie failed. Is because they tried to put so many references for that particular period of time. And no, no, you can't do that and have it stay timeless. And if you're taking a timeless story and doing that shit... Like, it works for Shrek. I don't know how, but it worked for Shrek. Shrek was different, Because though. they were self-aware, mm-hmm. I guess, is more of they, it. They were aware of the meta. So yeah. the, the, the cartoon, the show itself was, was this, part of the meta. It can't decide if it's meta or not. And... It doesn't know. It's got an identity crisis. It does. It has... It has a bigger identity crisis than I had in high school. And <laughs> it's trying to blend the old cartoon, the live action movie, and then give it a twist and make it its own thing. Yeah, and you you can't successfully do that. And this feels I mean there might there might be a way to successfully do it, but maybe. I but I feel like you have to have some really good music and songwriters if you're gonna do it that way. Yeah. Okay, so as Kay had said the grumpy green grifter is in the process of stealing the tree when Cindy Lou Who wanders in all, Yo, motherfucker, what the fuck do you think you're doing with our motherfucking tree, you grumpy green bitch? And the Grinch launches into his hole. There's a light on this tree that just won't light on one side. So I'll take it up to my workshop and fix it up there. And then I'll bring it back down here. Little Cindy Lou Who falls for it, but tells the green, the uh, gross green ghoul that he better bring it back by dawn, or she'll show him the rough side of her sweet disposition. The Grinch asks why Cindy Lou Who, who is, uh, while, why Cindy Lou Who is up while everyone else is asleep, and as if, and if she was spying on him. She starts to cry and explains that she had a bad dream that woke her up, and she inquires if, Santa, can you stay there? Stay here with us. And he explains that no, he fucking can't stay there. And that little Cindy Lou Who la- uh, launches into a song about how no matter where you go, you'll always belong because Christmas. I don't know. It's a dumb song. And I still think that the kid is cute, even though it's a bad song. Yeah. But yeah, this whole this whole shoehorned in song about no matter where you go, you will belong, mm-hmm. which seems to... <laughs> kind of melt the Grinch's heart a little bit. Yeah, and the Grinch, um, I, I have a thing about this, because the Grinch saying, oh no, a ballad really summed up my view of it, but the kid is cute, 
but we know how the story goes. Mm-hmm. She and comes I, in and goes, Santa, what are you doing? I'm yeah. doing this. And then he gets her a drink of water, and sends, sends her off her to, her bed, to bed, and that's And she it. never really, like, other than the cartoon where she's kite- cutting the roast beef with him, that's not in the book. Like, it's just the who or the Grinch carved the roast beast. That's it. But with this, I hate that we're being lazy and trying to stretch this out with a character who has seen for one page. And this is how I feel about the Jim Carrey movie, too. It's as if we decided to stretch out the Lorax by making the other central character be one of the Swanee Swans, or having Sneeches on beaches have a side story of two Sneeches falling in love, or the Zacks having a side plot of one of the cars that's on the highway that's built around them being an old friend and making them change their ways. Again, Susical did this better by bringing a bunch of books that could be related to each other together. If the And with this ballad, it makes it even worse than the Jim Carrey one. Because the Jim Carrey one, they pretty much play the Cindy Lou Who thing straight. Yeah. With this, it's this long drawn out ballad. And you have the Grinch having these moments where he's starting to change. If the Grinch changes his ways at this point, there's no reason that he should continue stealing Christmas. And then, you know, if if he decides to still steal Christmas at this point, he's just an asshole and not the kind <laughs> we love to hate. Just an asshole. We don't care that he hears music and changes his mind. He's an ass and he did a bad thing and should not be allowed to... it Like, no amount of reconciliation for what he did because... He even had this moment with this kid, and, you know, it, it, he still decides to go through it. And even Crosses the moral event horizon. He crosses the moral event horizon because of this. Even with her telling him what the bad dream was, that's not enough to make this scene work <sighs> right. and have us still feel, for, feel something when the Grinch changes his ways it doesn't work yeah it absolutely doesn't work it's it's just really really awkward and out of place yeah and he bad touches her at one point Uh, it's gross he like grinds on her it's so gross it's it's really 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 off-putting yeah cindy lou who her song melts the grinch's heart a little bit and makes the grinch shed a tear like a little bitch and I, uh, I'm realizing that last night I wrote some of these to rhyme, and I'm delivering them just as well as the rhymers <laughs> of the show. So it's really quite fitting. Oh my god. The Grinch decides that the power of Cindy Lou Who's song made the, the tree light work somehow, and he didn't need to take the tree. He then inquires what Cindy Lou Who's nightmare was, and she recounts how she was astral projecting out of her body and seeing the Grinch steal all of their shit, and the Grinch is like, oh, I mean, I was doing that, and now I'm evil again because you called me old Grinch, and he tries to scare the tiny Who, who was like, haha, you're funny, I love you, Santa, and she is ushered back to bed, and the Grinch continues his caper, stealing everything from every house. You've seen the cartoon, you know, breaking into houses, leaving only crumbs, too small for mouses, that kind of thing. It's really, really lame how Cindy sings this, you belong no matter where you are song, and makes him go, oh, I 
might be wrong with what I'm doing. And then he goes, well, mm -hmm. tell me what your nightmare was about. I had this terrible nightmare that the mean Grinch was stealing all of our stuff. Ugh, how dare you have a dream and call me out for what I'm actively engaged in doing. Yeah. That makes me mean again. Yeah. And then they launch into a reprise of the Grinch song again, this time with Old Max and the two set change who's the oh oh my god max's keepers basically the the who's that threw the the net around the grinch when he was doing mm -hmm. his thank you thank you i'll be here all week yeah stupid bit you and periodically they would go to max and he's just shooting the shit with these two stagehand who's yeah and it's just it's 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 like they're trying to portray that max's narration is a production about the Grinch for the purposes of the Who's to read, which my it's in Shakespeare in the Bark proves that dogs <laughs> can make better plays than this. <laughs> I bet, I bet Latte would be a wonderful Juliet or something. She was Puck. Puck. Yeah. So, this having Max be a narrator, like there, there, there is so much wrong because they don't know what direction they want to go mm -hmm. with. Yeah. They don't know what, like, is it, are they reliving a memory? Is he telling a story? Yeah. Is this an actual stage production? Because they have fourth wall jokes about being in a show. Yeah. So what is, what is, what is it? Yeah. It's, <laughs> what, what are you doing show? It doesn't know. It doesn't know what it's doing. And, um, with, with that Grinch thing, Grinch song, plus a song that comes next, this was a show that was on the West End and Broadway, and it feels like an unauthorized school play. And those can be good. I wouldn't even say this feels like a school play. I would, I've seen a few, and uh, I feel like there's more love and passion in the school. <laughs> so I'm more mean, like, like they saw, the teacher saw a movie and was like, well, I have to do a show for drama class, but I can't get the rights for this show. I know. We're going to have the kids do the uh, Riverton High School production of Twister the Musical. <laughs> Except Twister the Musical actually would be pretty cool. <laughs> There's a cow. No, that is the same cow. <laughs> what about that cow? Okay, anyways. So, flying cows lead to flying horses. Flying horses lead to flying sheep. Anyway, it's it's just how it felt is like seeing that sort of school play, but with a budget. You know what it makes me think of? <laughs> I can't remember if it's Kim Jong Un or Kim Jong Il, whichever one kidnapped a filmmaker. Oh my and god! And held him hostage to make movies for him. Yes. Yes, it is. That's what this feels like, is these people are all hostages, and they're trying to blink one for yes and blink twice for no. We should have been counting the blinks. And that's what it feels like, that that they're, they're being Maybe forced Ma to put this on. <laughs> Maybe when that uncomfortable close-up with Matthew Morrison was there, he was just blinking like, <laughs> help. He's blinking coordinates. I'm being kept on an island off the coast <laughs> like just coordinates <laughs> are as follows blink 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 save me <laughs> it's 
That's what it felt like. So, after the Grinch's caper, everybody wakes up the next morning to realize that they've been burgled. And Cindy Lou Who is like, I think it was Santa who robbed us. And I feel so sorry for him because he must be very alone and have no one. And her dad is like, oh, wow, you're handling this whole ruined Christmas thing very maturely, little Cindy Lou Who, who is definitely more than two. <laughs> and Cindy Lou Who is all, only until I find that thieving bitch and fuck up that ugly mug. <laughs> I'm going to kick that lonely son of a bitch's ass. And then she does some karate kicks and goes, hi-ya, hi-ya. Not kidding. Nope. Not kidding. And I have my thoughts on this scene. We don't need to see this. No. We, you do not get to have it both ways with this. Again. And that's coming from the, a bi person. That's now. coming from a bi person. The <laughs> impact of this story is that the Grinch is expecting to see everyone upset and sees them gather together and still singing. Still celebrate Christmas. That is the point. We don't need to see the Who's being upset. This isn't how the Who's realized what Christmas is about, because the point is that they always knew what Christmas was about. Yep. It's the Grinch who, who needs learns. to know and who learns, not the Who's. And I can't believe I would rather see more of that hairy booger than this scene. Especially because they launch into Where Are You Christmas in the stupidest fucking way possible. Hairy booger? The Grinch. But you say you'd rather see more of this of that Harry of that Harry Booger than this scene oh, with the, live, the Who's. Gotcha, gotcha. With because the scene with the Who's is not needed. No, it is absolutely not needed. I would rather have more of Matthew Morrison as the Grinch mugging for the camera than this scene with his. Because this this scene robs us, and it's the same way in the movie. It robs you of that impact of. The Grinch looking down and seeing everyone still gathering in the empty town square. The empty town square. That's important for later. Singing. Because, yes, he took away the tree. He took away all the presents. He took away the feast. But that wasn't what Christmas was about. It was about them being together. And it drives me nuts whenever they try to have it be, oh, the Who's didn't realize that they were being materialistic douche canoes, too. <laughs> the Who's learned what the true meaning of Christmas was. And then the Grinch learned because it's, the Who's learned. It's, it's like they're, they're trying to together. justify the Grinch stealing Christmas. And it's like, no, the point is the Grinch is an asshole. He learns to not be an asshole. That's the point of the story. It's not for one day. that deep yeah for one day because he goes right back to being an asshole later but because <laughs> the grinch grinch is the cat in the hat and grinch Snyder after this one so he's maybe, still a dick in production but maybe not canonically maybe not we, canonically, we don't know but we're we're uh, pondering the greater meta grinch verse but yeah the the laziness strikes again when they decide to do where are you christmas which is one of my least favorite songs, like Christmas songs, that plays on the radio all the time, and it's from the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. It's oh. what Dakota Fanning, at, I think that's the little white girl du jour that plays Cindy Lou Who, um, sings at one point. And when she sings it, it's not any better placement than it is in this, but in this, it's like they're fucking looking for Christmas. Like, where are you, Christmas? 
why can't I find you? And they're looking around in the town square. And it's so stupid. I I had a, a uh, sloth from uh, Zootopia moment just now <laughs> with my realization. I think that I just have to make sure. I think you just had one of the greatest fucking jokes I have ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. And I want to bring attention to it. Did you say white girl du jour? Yes. As in like soup of the day? Yes. White girl of the day? <laughs> I love that. I love that. That is right up there in I'm my sure opinion. I'm sure I've heard it from somewhere, but. Oh, oh, I feel like that is right up there with uh, silver haired middle aged white man. I mean, that's. Like, that is so good. That's the casting of Cindy. White girl du jour. That's the purpose of Cindy Lou Who in these adaptations of The Grinch. Because, have you ever noticed, Cindy Lou Who is always white? Well, yeah, I've only seen three versions of the Grinch stuff. And, and... in this family, she is from a mixed family. Mixed family. And she yeah. is the white kid in the mixed family. Maybe she's adopted. Because they couldn't have kids because they were brother and sister. <laughs> Or, or, or the, who's are not that progressive. No, and... <laughs> no, no. Whoville. Okay, okay. This is going to make it all better. <laughs> Whoville is a giver type society. <laughs> Remind me. The kids are all born to specific birth mothers and then assigned families. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> well... And Cindy Lou Who having a dream is a big fucking deal because they're supposed to tell their dreams and take a pill to forget the urges from the dreams and stuff. Or maybe it's like... <laughs> and that's why the tree is black and white is because color didn't exist in the Giver universe because they weren't able to see color anymore. Holy shit, you guys. Kay just blew this wide open. Whoville is the Giver world. Whoville's the Giver world. That explains it. Okay. Okay, that works. That actually fixes the weird parental shit with <laughs> Grandma and Grandpa and Daddy and Mommy Lou Who. That fixes it. Brilliant. You solved it, Kay. I solved it. You... I solved your giver puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> so the any... show's melted my fucking oh, brain. You know what? We're almost done. We're almost, almost done. done. <laughs> Anyways, everyone is bummed that they've been burgled. And Mama Who starts to sing a sad Where Are You Christmas, Why Can't I Find You song, which Kay had talked about, which really undoes the, well, we actually have talked about this whole thing. This whole part undoes the whole Christmas can't be bought from a store. Christmas perhaps means a little bit more from the book and cartoon. You know, the Who's didn't get all depressed about being burgled. Yeah. They knew the true meaning of Christmas was family and togetherness and love yeah. and kindness. It was not, hey, I got you a new who pad. <laughs> oh, man, but I wanted a who P3 player. I wanted a who's. Now shut up and play on your who box. Oh, but I wanted the who S2. Oh, man, cyber who 2077 <laughs> sucks. Cyber who 20 who who. I don't just, I don't. <laughs> now, now the who's are becoming smurfs. <laughs> Go who yourself. <laughs> this is a whoing great time. Like Kay said. Like Kay said, the show melted our brains. It just puddles, 
puddles <laughs> leaking out of my ear. After the cannon-shattering song, Old Max narrates the past and how the Grinch was going up the mountain to the peak where he would throw everything he stole over the edge. But then the music kicks up and the Grinch is all, What? Wait. It's not sad. It sounds merry. And he doesn't even say glad, which rhymes with sad. And this, this fucking trash pile isn't even using established rhymes when they make sense to use them. And they don't even sing the same song that... No. Because they've used Fahudores at some point. They should be doing it again at this point because that song is so fucking iconic. Yeah. The song that they have them singing... Come Christmas, come this way... The song that they have uh, them singing is just like a repeat of the first song in the show, kind of, plus other songs interspersed in, and they don't work with acapella like the original song does that they also cribbed, so they could have put it in that part. You know what we need to see? We need to see a lounge rendition of Fahu Dore. Fahudore's welcome Christmas come this way. Fahudore's Fahudore's welcome Christmas Day. Something like that. I could probably do something better, but my brain's so melted I can't even remember the fucking lyrics to this. All I know is that Christmas is never gone as long as you have hands to grasp it. You know what upset me with this? Everything. Uh, Go on. So in this scene where the Grinch is figuring shit out too, it's not the Grinch coming to the conclusion himself. Max is supplying (sighs) the words. Yep. Big no here. It's not impactful. You don't need to extend this scene any more than it is in the book. You really don't need it. You don't need a reprise of one of a kind. We don't need that. We don't need him thinking about Cindy Lou Who specifically. None of that. Just the Grinch having that silent, lonely realization is what makes this scene so powerful. Because... Or should. It should. Where he's sitting there... He needs to be thinking, maybe Christmas, perhaps, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. I couldn't steal Christmas from them yeah. because Christmas is not a tangible thing that can I, be stolen. Yeah, I didn't stop Christmas from coming. It came just the same. That's Those are lines that give you chills reading the book, even as an adult, because... It's even, they're emotional. They're, they're emotional. It's impactful. When it's done like this, and he even does some of the overacting that Jim Carrey did to fuck up that scene in the movie. <laughs> I actually like that, though, when his heart is growing and it's like, ah! Oh! And like, Jim Carrey <laughs> is one of the only people who can get away with that. I, yeah, I agree with that. Because he does not get away with that in this. It just no. looks dumb, and it's not good, and... You don't you don't get a non-character, non-physical actor to do things like this. It doesn't hit right. No. It yeah. <sighs> Young Max tells the Grinch to stuff his 
the attempted ruining of Christmas up his green ass, and the Grinch struggles to deal with the realization that he failed, and the Grinch curls in on himself like a pathetic hairy avocado. Max takes pity on the Grinch and revives the song earlier about how the Grinch is unique, one of a kind, alone, solitary. Cindy Lou Who, whose song cuts through the mountain wind and reaches the Grinch on the peak, and he's like, She's singing to me! Why? I took her tree and all her presents. Why would she be singing to such a joyous song? The Grinch has what people in the therapy profession would refer to as a breakthrough, and he says that he hates being alone and not having a single friend and being one of a kind. The Grinch has the realization that he, yes he, the Grinch, is also a who? He must be a mountain-dwelling subspecies. So I get into that. So what? So, so, I mean. And again, is, where's is, the species line? Is he a who? He's all green and hairy. Is he a who? He's, he's probably um, a, he would be like, so you know how you have uh, mountain goats and you have your bighorn sheep, but they're close enough in relation well no they're that's a bad example um think about your canadian subspecies of wolves versus mexican wolves they're both wolves but the mexican subspecies of wolf is a lot less shaggy and smaller and a little bit more streamlined whereas the canadian versions of wolves are very shaggy very hairy and can take down fucking bison so so he would be the canadian version of this so if the grinch boned down with cindy lou who's mom could they make a little they could make a little like it, it would be it it would be kind of i guess it would be closer to like a growler bear or a pizzly it, it would work they could probably interbreed and have uh see offspring that could have children afterwards and create a new subspecies but it would require multiple grinches Coming down from their just mountains, running a and train on Cindy's from, mom. <laughs> not on Cindy's mom. That that still creates a genetic bottleneck. They've got to be breeding with other who's. So they round up all the female who's, and then are there female Grinches? There probably are. So it just would have to be something like that. Probably as climate change happens and mountain I... erosion happens, you have Grinches moving down from the mountains to... I hate this this trail of thought that this show has forced <laughs> us to undertake. Is this? It's like the nightmare that sticks with you the morning after. Think about this. Max, because of the species line being blurred between the Grinch and the Who's, are dogs in the, in, on the planet of Who which we know is on a dust speck, on a clover, in a jung- in the jungle of Newell, are dogs actually a separate species or are they also a subspecies of who? Because they talk with Max. There seems to be a lot of, you know, interactions with Max that are less human to dog and more human to human. Again, Max and uh, the Grinch, totally a sex thing. And they even t- say that Max is doing a whole tell-all, so this is totally <sighs> him talking about a jilted lover. <laughs> so Max is like, 
the Who's down in Whoville say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. And the Grinch orgasms on the mountain. You can tell. You can't tell because the the there's snow everywhere, and it's not <laughs> and it's not neon green like I previously theorized. Like I said, it's a sex thing. The sled full of toys teeters on the edge of the mountain, and we don't see the Grinch save it because that scene uh, changes instead to Old Max talking with the stagehands about the Grinch's bedtime rituals. Exactly. It's a sex thing. And who's do their Whoville thing? And they gather around the tree to do the fa du vore da bu dore song. Which the tree shouldn't be there because he stole that shit too in the book. That's right. He stole the he tree stole from the, the town cent- square. Yeah, he stole all of Christmas, not just in the houses. And as the happy burgled crimes against theater finish their let's see and as the happy burgled crimes against theater finish their song the grinch rolls in on the sled with his pilfered prizes and he wishes the who's a merry <laughs> and he i woke her up i'm sorry goober he wishes them a merry because he can't say it until cindy lou who is all hi and then all of a sudden he can say christmas because he's like, I can't say, hi, Christmas. <gasps> so Cindy Lou Who pulls a fast one on the Grinch, being all, There is one thing that you missed that was not on your list, Mr. Grinch. The only thing we were missing was you, Mr. Grinch, because we've contacted our lawyers who have notified Santa of how you stole his identity, then committed a series <laughs> of crimes disguised as him. The Hoofas are on their way now. Your bank account has been frozen and your cave is already seized. There is nowhere to run, Grinchy. You're going upriver. I hope the judge throws the whole bookshelf at you. Practice your Kegel exercises now, because you're going to make some co- friends on the comfy... You're going to make someone a comfy green bunk mate, Grinchy. <laughs> I wish I could say that the Who Fuzz showed up moments later and hauled the Grinchy's fuzzy green ass off stage. But no, we get singing and dancing you, and the curtain call. You just escaped a shitty Mariah Carey impersonation with that whole thing. So we're good there. <laughs> I just want you to know. You're welcome to recount. Wait, were you saying that I was a shitty? No, you were about to get one with the uh, Cindy Lou Who. All that we were missing was you. All I want for Christmas is you. You who? Who, baby. Hmm. I like it like that. I like it like that. I, that scene does not work. Where he just rolls in on the sled and he's like throwing... And is doing just all this long, drawn-out, dramatic, not saying Merry Christmas. It only works... You mean Merry... Yeah. That attempt... Because I can tell they were trying to do a Jim Carrey thing. Yeah. It only works with Jim Carrey. It only works if you're Jim Carrey. It really only does... Because he is first and foremost a physical comedian. Mm -hmm. If you don't cast a physical comedian for this role, you can't get away with these scenes. And in, in my little closing, I hate this whole Cindy Lou Who Grinch thing. Because it is purely 
because back in 2000, they cast the white girl du jour as her in the shitty adaptation that is still better than this. That is still better than this. Because even, even if I had never heard of The Grinch, this is shitty. Yeah, ob objectively speaking. Objectively speaking, even if I never had read the book, never had seen the cartoon, this is terrible. Bad jokes, bad songs, bad versions of good songs. Mm -hmm. The story, to pad it out, makes <sighs> the characters that you're supposed to be feeling empathy for unlikable. It doesn't work. Like I said, nothing will save this short of a full rewrite. It has to be doing a full Susical treatment on this. The only three things I liked about the show, I did like the sets mm -hmm. for the most part. I, yeah. Things looked hand-drawn. Mm -hmm. And like... Except I was, when we got to the Grinch's cave, that was... Well, the Grinch's cave, like, I don't know if you noticed the same... Like, because he has... Objects in his cave are not mm. in that style, but when you look at the back and stuff, oh, like yeah, the, the, the scenery, kind of... they do. It does have mm. that lots of lines uh, uh, look of the Susie and art style, mm -hmm. and I thought that that looked good. It, the thing that was odd about that is you almost have to to make that art style work. You almost have to custom craft everything that's yeah. in the environment. You can't yes. just use a desk and put it in that environment. You have to like have a custom desk or at least yes. something that goes on the outside that makes it look like hand-drawn in the Susian style. Yeah. That's the it's issue. It's another thing that makes me really wish that you could have seen the Susical that I was in because they did that. Everything. See? Went, no matter what it was that you had. Yeah. It was in, it had to be in that style. And, and that would have worked better. Like, yeah. it, it looked good for the backgrounds and environments in this show. It didn't mm -hmm. work well when they just had a regular coat rack, you know, yeah. that didn't have that same art style. It really stood out. Like, it really, yeah. it really was jarring. And um, if this had been a non-professional production, I could have forgiven that. Yes, absolutely. But this was NB-fucking-C. They had money. Yeah. The money went into this. Yeah, they, they half-assed stuff, and you can tell. You can really tell. So, yes, uh, overall, I liked the sets, more or less. Little Cindy Lou Who was really cute, mm -hmm. even if she was the white girl du jour for the yeah. show. Yeah, and, like, that's not to be detrimental to Cindy Lou Who. It's just that that's what that character is for. Yeah. That is, the, the, much we need, like... We need a cute white girl. Get a cute white girl over here, yeah, chat. Much like French fries are a vehicle for ketchup, according to a person I used to act with, Cindy Lou Who is a vehicle for white girls. So you and Little I, white girls. you and I will bare knuckle box this out later off mic. Because... I said an actor friend of mine, not me. I will eat French fries without ketchup. Just some French fries. Uh, if you put ketchup on it, it'll do like a sort of like flavor and texture and temperature difference that kind of can enhance the experience of eating a French fry. Oh, I really want but French fries. It's, me too. But it's it's not. I, I knew someone who, they were serious about French fries or a vehicle for ketchup. So, the last... Much like Cindy Lou Who is a vehicle <laughs> for little cute white girls. The last thing that I liked about this show was the diverse cast. Mm -hmm. I thought that was great. I didn't think it took anything away from the show. You it have, added to you it, can have You can have Black Who's. I thought all of that was great. Mm -hmm. uh, 
everything else in the show really really didn't like max should not be the narrator no uh just that doesn't work that really doesn't work. work uh uh just the grinch was creepy he was creepy, green, rapey Elvis. Mm-hmm. And I am so glad we are done with yes, it. Yes, me too. Sweet, merciful Christ. Merry fucking Christmas, everyone. Merry fucking Christmas. Because this is going to come out as you're opening your presents, probably, if you have presents on Christmas. If you don't do presents on Christmas, that's cool. This year's been hell. Um, people, people in this house know what they're getting because it was like, Hey, what do you need? Yeah. Cause I'm going to be wrapping what you need. <laughs> do you need it now? Okay. <laughs> then we can wrap it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, like, you know, folks don't, don't worry about watching this one. If you're looking oh, for something oh, to don't. watch with your kids for Christmas, Go back a couple of episodes. We recommend a really amazing Christmas movie called Jingle Jangle. I'm sure you've heard of it. I'm sure you heard me screaming about it from your home. Go watch (laughs) that. Go watch that a couple of times because it's so delightful. And this is just hot garbage. This, uh, the only thing I would say is the only time that it might be fun for somebody to watch this is if you, uh, you're just going to get drunk and, and. Like we did. Well. I wouldn't say we... That happened... We got drunk after. After that. We started drinking at 40 minutes... Or 43 minutes, 43 seconds in. Oh, that's the best thing that happened in this entire goddamn show, was when I had finally had enough, Kay paused it, and we were at 43-43, and there was 39-39 left. So that, that, to me, was the best thing about the whole show. Yes, it was. Was pausing it. Mm Mm-hmm. That was the best thing. Yes, it was. I will, I will, I will remember that pause for the rest of it's my a life. Delightful pause. It's a delightful pause. So, okay, we are done with this. Thank this, Christ. This bastardization of a beloved holiday special. What are we doing next? We're going to do a little bit of a. Because I was going to save this until February, but I decided, no, I want to watch it now. I want you to watch it now. We'll probably go more in-depth on the writer of it uh, this February. Oh my gosh, her feet are moving in her sleep. (laughs) We are going to do Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It showed up on Netflix, and... uh, Black Bottoms are nice. It's going to... We are probably both going to be Rex by the end of it, because it's Chadwick Boseman's last role. Oh, fuck. But I've heard nothing but amazing things about it, so we'll have our tissues handy for it, um, because I'm still fucked up over losing Chadwick this year. Yeah. Um, But I'm I'm so glad that he's got, for his last role, something that's fucking amazing, because... That's not often the case no. with folks, is that the last role is something where you go, oh, ugh. but this, it sounds like it is something absolutely spectacular. It's got Viola Davis in it as well. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited. 
uh, directed by someone who wrote some plays that I'm really excited to cover in an upcoming February. So I keep saying February instead of February because there's an R there. Yeah, but we never say Wednesday. What's this we? <laughs> so thanks for joining us uh, on this non-Wednesday episode of Tone Deaf. <laughs> We hope that you join us every Wednesday for a new episode of Tone Deaf. Every Wednesday. So thank you all so much for listening. Um, Happy holidays. Uh, If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Um, Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Um, We're a little late for Hanukkah. Sorry. Um, My bad. Yeah, last last day was a couple of days before we recorded this episode. Well, regardless but, of what you celebrate, I hope you have a good one. And if you don't yes, celebrate, that's I, hope okay. you, I hope you have a good time anyway. And I uh-huh. hope everybody is staying safe in this, the worst year ever. This hell year. That, uh, yeah. If you want to reach out to Kay and this I... This was the most 2020 musical we've ever watched. Oh, you know... This was the equivalent of 2020 in yeah, musical well, form. 2020 has just been the worst. It's, I mean, our the video game we've been playing is 2020 in a nutshell. <laughs> this move, this show was 2020 in a nutshell. So, if you want to reach out to Kay and I and talk about how much 2020 has uh, ruined your life, too, or uh, the Grinch musical has ruined your life, that's part of 2020. If if we want to, if you want to join the Grinch Musical Support Group. <laughs> you can reach out to us on our home base, which is ToneDeafMusical.com. There we have links to all of our social medias. We have our Twitters, our Instagrams, our Facebooks, as well as a link to the Cast Junkie Discord server, where we have our own Not Safe for Work channel. Please feel free to stop in, say hi, share pictures of your pets, talk about theater, or just shoot the shit. Um, if you want to help out the show, uh, please... Leave a review on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Stitcher. Those really help out. We would love to be able to uh, get back in the charts at some point. Would would be awesome. We've charted in a couple of countries, which is pretty cool. Love to chart again. Um, and I don't know what it is about the reviews, but those do help, apparently, like reviews and ratings, doing the... Well, five star, then put whatever you want. Say the Grinch musical sucks. Say give Latte a cookie. Say Kay sing this in the style of Louis Armstrong. Oh, that was cute. That was very cute. <laughs> Latte is deep in dreamland right yes, now. Yes, she is. Um, but just, you know, thank you. Thank you all so much because y'all, y'all are part of our family too. Listening. All part of the, the massive tone-deaf family. Yes, the worldwide tone-deaf family. Eventually galactic. Intergalactic, planetary, planetary, intergalactic. Okay, we've got to stop. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. Thank you again. We'll see you next week with Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. But for now, that'll be it for this week. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone Deaf. The Grinch scrambled my brain. The Grinch scrambled my brain, too. Latte's like, I'm good, because I'm a dog, and I'm I not didn't mad. watch The Grinch. I stayed in another room, away from you. Latte narrates our yelling into nothingness. Oh, I was about to write rhymes for this, and 
was like, hey, I did write some rhymes for this, and then I read them really shittily. I was, I was gonna write little set pieces of Latte singing, or not singing, but rhyming, like, Mom and Dad of Tone Deaf liked musicals a lot, but then they watched NBC's The Grinch musical. Now they do not. <laughs> what happened next? Tone deaf, they say. The K's love for musicals shrunk three sizes that day. <laughs> the bottle of liquor father got <laughs> didn't last through the night. If you thought the show was bad, you'd be right. 